If you're like us, you've dreamt of building your own business empire and the freedom it can bring you. But with hidden challenges along the way, it forces us to answer the hard questions like, how do we grow a real company without taking on debt? Or how can we get leads and buyers when there's so much competition out there? That's why tens of thousands of people have joined OneFunnelAway.com to get those questions answered. And now they're walking a new path of entrepreneurship. I asked some of them about their shocking journey from failure to freedom. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and you're listening to One Funnel Away Stories. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the One Funnel Away Stories podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson, the One Funnel Away manager here at ClickFunnels. I've been uh, running the One Funnel Away Challenge since we actually started it. It was kind of a cool opportunity for me when Russell came and said, hey, we, we're going to try this thing out called the One Funnel Away Challenge back in 2018. Shane, why don't you come and help us with that? I was at the time I was running uh, our retention team at ClickFunnels and I came over there for this project and the rest is history. The challenge has grown into something massive. We never knew if the One Funnel Away Challenge was going to continue. We just were doing it for one go round just to kind of see what it was like. And um, the to say that it was successful would be an understatement. And here we are, 2021, and it's still going stronger than ever. And we have so many amazing success stories to, to share with you. And today's no different. We're bringing on another success story, another customer who's taken the challenge and has implemented the things that they have been able to, to that they were taught and um, has seen success. So I'd like to welcome on our newest guest to the show. This is Gerald Simon. So Gerald, thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Ooh, I, I'm excited too. Now, in the background, so on the video version of this right now, we've got a piano. Tell me a little bit about that. Are you, are you a musician? What's going on here? So we've got a piano. We've got drums over here. We've got keyboards and a lot of bongo, conga drums. So I'm a musician full time. I actually write music books and I come out with albums. And so I, it's what I do full time. I love it. This is kind wow. of my, my man cave. So I come down. The commute to work is great because I go downstairs and it, it's wonderful. No, that's awesome, man. See, it's, it's my version of a man cave is different. I got my sports stuff behind exactly. me. And yeah. I dig this. This is awesome. So we're gonna get to know your story a little bit, Gerald. Uh, so you're a musician full time. When before you got into like the one funnel away challenge and so forth, what was the business life like? What were you just running? Like you said, you make music books and so forth. Is that what you were doing full time? And and what kind of made you want to get into the one funnel away challenge? Perfect. Yeah. No, I was doing music full time. And I was teaching piano lessons more full-time than I am right now. I've cut back. I keep cutting way and way back because I'm doing more and more with my books and my albums. But even though I was creating albums and books back then, the problem is how do you market and sell it? What well, once you've created the product, how do you get it out to your customers? And, and that is where I was running up against a wall. Wow. Okay. So but this is the cool thing though, is you had a lot of experience, you know, you're, you're a, you're an expert in your profession. It was just a matter of, okay, now how can I scale this and take it to the next level? Cause you've already got the, you know, you've already, you're doing more than what a lot of people have already done. You got a product, you're using your skill set to develop something like that. You just needed to get it out to the, to the masses. Um, tell us, how did you even hear about uh, one funnel away? Were you a click funnels customer? Like, were you a member of the click funnels community or did you just come across an ad? Like a lot of people do they, or read a book or something. What, what, what how did you do that? You know what? I came across an ad actually. Okay. Uh, and I, I can't remember if it was Facebook or it was one of the social media platforms, but I had seen an ad and then I started watching some videos on YouTube that Russell had done. And I started learning more and more about Russell. 
and I was so impressed. And I actually had seen the One Funnel Away Challenge, I think, a few times. And then I saw the ad, and they were kind of closing down. This was back when they were first doing that first, you know, big One Funnel Away. And, and I thought, I just need to get on it. So I need to do this. So wow. I haven't looked back. That is so cool. So, I mean, shows that the the marketing from ClickFunnels side worked. I mean, it, it, whatever they did, whether whatever ad they threw out caught, caught somebody's attention here, you know? So that's funny. I always joke with people, Gerald, I say, you know, if you click on a Russell Brunson ad, you'll never get rid of him because that's how like, they, they figured it out. They've got it to a T. You click on an ad, I mean, you're going to be seeing him every single time you open up your social media feeds. It's kind of funny. Or you'll be scrolling through and, oh, that's funny. Expert Secrets is an ad popping up on my internet browser now. That's interesting. So it's just funny how they, they've got you. Okay, so you come into the One Funnel Away Challenge. You've already had kind of like this business model that you've already you know kind of built. So you came in there with a product, with a business, with a skill set, a very strong skill set, if you will, as a musician. And um, I'm curious to to ask, you know, like being in business, you're not new to running your own stuff, but what was the initial thoughts and feelings when you came into One Funnel Away? If you can go back in time and remember that, like what were your initial thoughts like going into the challenge? Did you think it was overwhelming or did you were you pretty excited? You know, I was really excited. And I think after the first day, I thought, this is pretty intense. And of course, you know, there's so much that you're doing with that, but I actually have my one funnel away challenge workbook right here. And I marked this thing to death. And I, when I did it, I thought I am going to go all in and I am going to watch every single video, every single day, every challenge that is given every single day, I'm going to do it right then where they're having you build out, kind of going through and creating your funnel. And I wanted to do it right then and just completely stay up to date. And it it was remarkable. I, I loved it. I am interested in hearing that, though, because a lot of people say that, Gerald. They'll go through OFA, and, you know, we know this, too. Like, I've been in there, and I'm like, you know, I understand you guys have regular lives. You have businesses. Some people have families and kids, or they're in school, or whatever. Maybe everybody's got their different, you know, priorities and obligations, but the one funnel away challenge is it's not easy. I always, I say this all the time. It's a challenge, not a cakewalk. Mm -hmm. It's, it's definitely a challenge for a reason. Um, I believe it's in a, of an immense amount of value and, and Russell designed it in the way that he did because he wanted people to take immediate action. There was no time to like dilly dally and just kind of wait on things. It was like, no, we're, we're putting it together in this format for that reason. But for someone like yourself who runs a business and you have all these other things that you're doing, how did you prioritize your time going through there with how intense it was? Because you said you wanted to stay with it and not get behind, which is what, when I interview people that have seen success in this challenge, that's typically like the recipe, like just don't get behind or at least stay up to date as much as you possibly can make that dedication. But how did you do it? Can you give us anything that we can practice like that, that that's practical that other challengers could use? So practical advice. What I did is I would do early in the morning and then late at night. So many times what I would do is I would get up early in the morning and I would, yeah, sometimes they had the little tiny, I don't know if they're still giving away those little tiny files that have the audio, you know, they have. They used to, yeah, we don't have that anymore, but that was part of the old offer. That, that, that was part recently. of the, the first offer, you know, they had. And, and I was listening. So I would listen to that, even though I would stay up to date with the daily, it was like I was trying to get hit from both sides. And then what I would do is at night, I would go through and I would 
create the funnel. And I would first design it all out on paper and I'd go through the process. So every challenge that they would extend that day, I wanted to put in and I, I gave myself at least two to three hours every day because it, it is a challenge. And trying to find time, like you said, uh, we have three kids, you know, ages five up through almost 15. And so trying to be a parent, trying to be a business owner, trying to be a father, husband, you have so many responsibilities, but it is a challenge for a reason. You do have to set aside and make that time. So, yeah, I, I dig that. I love that you were able to do that though. Three kids from <laughs> spending from about a 10 year window, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you, you got all stages in that, I'm sure, like just different stages of life exactly. that going through. So that's that that's a natural just uh, challenge in and of itself, which is a blessing, obviously. But um, it's cool because, you know, I, it's interesting to me, Gerald, because today, like this new fad that's going around, it's not a fad, I shouldn't say fad, but Andy Frisella, he's this guy, he's got this thing called the 75 hard challenge and everyone's, right. everyone's doing the 75 hard challenge, right? And, I, and I've been kind of watching these entrepreneurs, Russell himself is doing it, Dave Woodward, who's a you know, CEO of ClickFunnels now. And everyone's like, you know, everybody is doing this. A lot of guys are doing it. And I'm like, okay. And I'm watching all these other entrepreneurs do it as well. And just regular people are doing the 75 hard challenge. Cause it's like a, a you know, weight loss slash mindset shift slash, you know, building good habits and so forth. Reading books. Like, yeah. yeah. Reading books. Exactly. It's, it's developing these right, these strong habits, but I'm and and what everybody says like, man, it's, it's tough, but you know, I can get it done. But I'm like, okay, you got two 45-minute workouts in that thing. Uh, you're reading 10 pages of a book. You're drinking a gallon of water. Uh, you're not having any cheat meals. You're following a strict diet. But you can't do the one funnel away challenge and like come in here and like take a couple. Like, I'm, It's interesting to me to see that people will put the time towards certain things. But sometimes they don't realize that coming into this for a 30-day window, this isn't 75. This is the 30-day window. For some reason, they have that struggle. Do, do you see what I'm saying there? Oh, completely. And it's, it's all about priorities. And it's how you can prioritize because, and I, I've seen that challenge, you know, 75 hard and, and I think it's great. And, and I've done a lot of that, but I see so many people that they won't do the one funnel away challenge. And, and I've thought for 30 days to go all in. And thankfully my family was very supportive and my wife would even come and she would find out what a funnel was. And I would show her different videos about click funnels and Russell Brunson and, and thankfully I had that support system because you really do need to have, you know, children who are supportive, your family who are supporting you, your spouse. And if you can have that vision, if you can have that mindset, it is really a shift because it's sometimes it may be turning off TV, you know, stopping Netflix, focus on watching the daily videos, you know, and then there is, thankfully, within the One Funnel Way Challenge, you do have that support group of everyone else who is taking the One Funnel Way Challenge. So you can really help strengthen each other and be a support. 100%, man. And I, and I love that piece of information for those listening that are either in the challenge right now or you're, you're just an entrepreneur that likes to listen to this content from ClickFunnels and whatnot, and you're, you're like thinking about taking the One Funnel Way Challenge. S- surround yourself with you know, positive people that are going to support you. That's going to be a huge key to it. But understand that part of the benefit, like Gerald just said, was inside the, the One Funnel Way Challenge, especially the way that we do it now. I mean, it's all in the Facebook group. We have a, a, a special community within Facebook, and that's like those are going to be your family for the next 30 days, like very close friends and family that, you know, who knows if you'll see them in person, but a lot of people make good connections that way. And, and it's people that are all t- there for one common goal and one common purpose. If I go back in time, Gerald, and into my college days, and I'm like, 
you know, some people have their opinions on college and whatnot, but one of the strengths that I think that college has is that I go back and I, and at, while you're in there, everybody is like, for the most part, pretty motivated. All these students are motivated. Why? Because they have this idea. They still have their dreams. They're like, Oh, we're here to, to take our lives to the next level. We have a feeling that if we do this, we're going to be able to be more successful. That There's like this mindset that they have while they're there. Um, that's what, that's what, you know, whether or not they implement that when they get out of college and whatnot, there's arguments all, all about that. But that was one of the things I always look back and I'm like, man, that was actually the good part of college because you had all these people that were super motivated because they were there to, for one common goal and one common purpose. And that was to better themselves. Same thing with the one funnel away challenge is people that come into this challenge. They're there to better themselves, better their businesses. So you have that community that's like-minded individuals, which is hard to find these days. In my opinion, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, we got a lot of people dividing. This is supposed to unify, you know what I mean? Bring people together and unify. Um, here's the question I got for you too. You go into OFA, you know, you know what business is all about. You've already been doing this stuff, but you're, you're learning some things about the online space here uh, with funnels and so forth. Are there any missions that like stood out to you still to this day? Cause it's been a while since you took it, but I'm curious, were there any missions that stood out to you? Like, okay, that was a, that was a golden nugget for me. You know what? One of the missions that uh, week two, you have the hooks, hooks, more hooks. You know, they're talking about how you really hook your audience. And it's really getting that avatar, your your main customer, client, you know, finding out who your audience is and how you can, uh, as you go through, you know, trying to get that hook. And then you have your sales page and your upsell. But for me, all of a sudden, this this vision just it caught on and it clicked in my mind. And I thought, okay. I'm not trying to market to everyone and and I know who my audience is, but it was able for me, I was able to go through and say, what kind of a squeeze page can I do for, you know, this specific person? And then how can I have additional offers that will take them to the next deck? The, the value ladder that Russell talks about for me, I, I had all these products all over the place, but I didn't have this organized formatted. You start here and then you continue on. And each time as you're moving up the value ladder, you have increased value, but also you have an increased earning ability as they are advancing. And I was able to take some of the products I already had and repackage them and put it into this format where I had a progression. And instantly I could take my customers on a journey with me. And I think that's the biggest part in business because we're trying to help them gain the vision that we have whatever product, whatever service we are trying to help promote and sell, once they can see kind of the the starting point and then the journey where they're headed, for me, taking that vision from myself and transitioning, helping my, my customers, my clients see that, and then making it easy for them with the upsells to go from point A to point B, I think that just changed everything in my mind. So... Wow. That is so cool. And one thing you just said there, it's something that's been on my mind all week long and it has nothing to do with one funnel away. It actually was just regular life. Mm -hmm. And that was like, you took the products that you already had, like you had created these products Mm -hmm. and so forth. You don't have to necessarily reinvent the wheel, but you can repackage some of those things. Russell taught me that. And I never really understood it a hundred percent. Like he's always been really good at that. He's told me, he's like, Shane, you can always you can take the same thing and market it and package it differently for different offers. And you'll hit different audiences uh, depending on what their likes are and so forth. And, you know, I was like, Oh, well, whatever. You know, I, I always had a struggle seeing that, but I'm going to give you guys an example that goes along with what you just said, Gerald. And 
this is a McDonald's example, which is crazy. I know it's not, not the healthiest thing, but we're coming back from Salt Lake city this last week. And I was coaching in a, a basketball tournament and um, we're driving back and in Salt Lake, it's different than Idaho. They have hot and spicy McChickens. So this, <laughs> this is a little thing. So they have hot and spicy McChickens. Idaho doesn't have a hot and spicy McChicken. They have a regular McChicken. So that's why like Utah is better than Idaho in, with McDonald's. Okay? Yeah. Granted, I don't eat a lot of McDonald's. Anyways, I go over there and I'm like, it's nine 30 in the morning. I'm like, Oh, we have a, uh, it's breakfast menu. So they're not going to have anything. I was just getting my son some food and, we're getting ready to go, but I'm like, oh, hot and spicy McChicken biscuit. Oh, they have a biscuit now. They got a breakfast menu McChicken. So I go and I grab it, and I was telling my wife as I as I was eating it, I'm like, this is literally just the McChicken, like the hot and spicy McChicken breast or whatever you want to call it. I don't know even know what it really is, but inside of two biscuits, like it's the cheapest look, looking thing. I'm like, but they took the exact same product, they packaged it differently so that they could put it on a breakfast menu. They called it a biscuit instead of a McChicken sandwich. So they call it a biscuit instead of a sandwich. Packaged it differently. Now they got the breakfast bowl like myself, and they got, they got me with it. So I was like, "Huh, exactly, <laughs> nothing special." But you, if you package it differently, sometimes you can get it right. And and see, and sometimes by repackaging it, you will hit a different segment of your audience that you ordinarily would not be able to reach. And it, it's funny because I I was just looking at the my one funnel away book in week two, and just to show you with my for you to see, I went through and marked it to high heavens and on week two where it says the mission review you know as it's helping you kind of gain a better understanding of your mission i actually had this thought when i was doing this and i thought well how do i help motivate piano students how do i help piano teachers motivate piano students and i was thinking of these ideas and i had this pdf that i had put together and i thought i can give that away as kind of a freebie to get their email and that can be kind of my little squeeze page and then i thought and it's just what you said repackaging so i actually came up with 20 different video ideas from that little pdf just little video segments that i was able to then create and then package and put together to, to remarket. But it was from my free freebie that I had given away that I was then able to elaborate on it, but I was just repackaging. And so I think sometimes we think we have to reinvent the wheel when we don't. It's just little tiny shifts here and there. And, and it's funny because I started out, I created a, I had these cool songs and that I composed for piano students. And I had added minus tracks and, and I thought, well, I can do video lessons with them and I can create a series like a course. And I thought, well, I can do that. And then with all of the other books that I had, I thought, why not take every book that I have and start creating separate courses for each of those books? So then they can buy the book either as a PDF or as a paperback spiral bound. And then they can also buy the course. And so I started looking at how I could take my existing products and how I could enhance them. Even though I was already doing this and already teaching these, I thought you can take the existing content like what Russell teaches and, and just change it just a little bit. And sometimes by doing that, you're able to help other people. We all learn differently. And mm -hmm. some person may learn better visually. Some may be more auditory. And, and so you're, you're really adapting. And it's almost like you're enlarging not only your capability to earn, but your ability to impact others with what you have created. Man, that's gold. And I love that you gave the specific example there, too, 
of your specific product. So those who are listening, I hope you're, you're taking notes here. Like you might not be a musician, but you can apply that to your business model. If you have something, or even if you don't have something yet, keep that in the back of your mind, maybe take that note right now, mark up your own notebook, kind of like Gerald was doing with his one funnel away notebook, mark it up with some ideas because you can really, really expand things like just with a simple adjustment. It's unbelievable the reach that you can have. Now, Gerald, you go into the OFA challenge. That was one of your your aha things, right? That you were able to see. But what was something that maybe you know you mentioned? You have three kids. You you have your own profession. You have a life. Did you come across any hiccups during that thirty days? Was it all smooth, or did you have some hiccups? And if you had some hiccups, like roadblocks, if you will, uh, how did you overcome those? You know, I think one of the hiccups that I had initially, uh, when you get to week four, you have the three types of traffic and you start going through and, and analyzing, you know, where your different types of traffic are and, and how you can reach them. And I started thinking about how I could, uh, in week four, you talk about the dream 100 for those who haven't gone through yet. And they start talking about how you can start reaching out to individuals who are already in the industry in which you are trying to kind of get your footing and you can reach them to then potentially reach their audience. And for me, initially, I was thinking, okay, I, I know some of these people, but how can I approach them? How can I reach them? And so I think initially I was trying too hard because, and and this is something that I, I can't remember who had mentioned it. Shane, maybe. I, well, I can't remember who had mentioned it in the the one funnel way challenge, but they were talking about how you try to do everything yourself and you try to be everything. And, yeah. and that, was me. That, that, that was me. I, I, I was the type, you know, I thought, Oh, I can learn how to do InDesign. I can learn how to, you know, do Adobe Photoshop and I can go through and, and I was doing everything. I was doing the audio editing. Uh, I was going through and of course, creating the music and logic pro, but then I thought I need to mix and I need to master and, and it shifted and instantly, during one of the funnel way challenges, they said, you don't have to do everything. In fact, it's actually better if you ship it out. You know, whether you, and there are various resources, you know, Fiverr.com. I found so many amazing, great people on Fiverr.com. But I started saying, I'm going to have someone else design my covers. And instantly, I no longer had to worry about that. I'm going to have someone else mix or master what I have recorded musically. And it started freeing up more and more time because I would hire them to do the work I was already doing. And I realized I didn't have to pay people thousands and tens of thousands of dollars to do this. I could find them and they were reasonably charging me, but at the same time, they were giving me freedom. And I think that's part of it. We don't have to do everything, but we think we do. Totally. The who, not the how. And that's why I was going to let exactly. you finish talking. That was, it was yeah. the, you know, Russell still teaches it to this day in the newer, newer version of one funnel way. It's like a big, big thing. Cause that's his biggest point. I think yeah. we're all guilty of it. Um, myself included, even in the business ventures I have outside of click funnels, we're all guilty of wanting to do it ourselves. Cause it's our baby. We want to take care of it and do all of our, but you realize when you start outsourcing those things, that if you find the right people, they'll do quality work for you and you'll be able to be freed up. And I think this one thing, Gerald, is like people get scared about the cost and you yeah. hit, you hit it on the head though. You're like, it's not tens of thousands of dollars. You can find reasonable reasonably priced people. And the one thing I do want to stress on that is 
you said freedom. It gives mm-hmm. you the freedom. But a lot of people think, you know, don't think that, hey, you're just going to outsource it and sit back. No, outsource it and focus and then like double down on the strengths that you have. I, I'm sure you didn't just say, okay, I'm going to have them do all this and then I'm going to sit back and take a nap. I mean, I'm sure you outsourced those types of things and then you were able to focus on the other stuff and you continued to work. I, I, I want people to realize like if you're going to be paying somebody to do stuff, well, then you better be working to, on the other things to continue to enhance your business, but it will free you up. Uh, Russell teaches it. And then Steven Larson was the one who doubled down on that, was talking Steven about opportunity. Was, yeah. Yeah, Steve yeah. Larson was really double down on that. Yeah, he's huge about that too. I talked to Steve quite a bit still to this day because he, he doesn't live too far from me here. And he uh, he always talks about that, like finding your who, not the how. Like he doesn't even worry about the how. Like he mm-hmm. find the who and then you focus on what you're good at. And and once the once you figure that piece out in any business model, you don't have to take the one funnel away challenge to know that. If you yeah. figure that out and master that specific aspect, you'll free up so much and you'll already see yourself starting to grow. Well, um, and it's, it's funny because once you do that, you actually develop this team. And I, I had a few logos or a few book covers that I needed designed, and I would always do it in the past. But again, that's taking me away from other things that I should be doing, which for me is focusing on creating the music. Because yeah. that is something I don't outsource. I can have people mix and master once I've created the actual content, but I can't outsource the creation of it because... I'm the creator. But for me, I started, and sometimes I would have someone design something and I'd think, oh, they're okay. And then I'd have someone else design something. But then you find that golden person and they're your go-to girl or guy and you just use them over and over again. And I have a, I found someone through Fiverr in Ukraine who she does all my graphic arts and cover designs. And anytime I need a flyer, Anytime I need any posters, anything, I just send it to her and I've never met her because she's in the Ukraine, but she's phenomenal. And within a day or two, she will get back and it's perfect. I mean, it's, and so that kind of freedom to just take those worries off your plate and let someone else who is very talented and they can deliver it sometimes better than you ever could, because that is not your main area of expertise and for you to spend time trying to make that area your area of expertise, it, you have so many better things you could and should be doing. Hundred percent, man. I love that. This is this is solid advice. Super, super solid. So, Gerald, you go through there. We've talked about you know some of the missions that mm-hmm. stood out to you, some of the hiccups that you experienced through one funnel away. How you kind of overcame those? I mean, focusing on the who, not the how. You, all these golden nuggets. Now, and you, you also kind of touched base throughout this interview on your products and the type of funnels and so forth. But what kind of funnel did you decide to go with, you know, through the One Funnel Away Challenge um, first, I guess? Because you've mentioned, you know, courses for these and this and then mm-hmm. whatever. But what kind of funnel did you end up um, building out? And how long did it take you to earn your One Comma Club Award? You know, the One Comma Club Award actually, I think, came much faster than I thought. I think within the first month almost month and a half. So from when I began until I finished, I I had hit over a thousand dollars, which I, I mean, and for the one funnel away challenge, you're spending a hundred dollars, you know, I, I mean, you, you start to think, okay, even though I had to invest a lot of time and energy that month, then you start thinking, okay, if I can do this in one month, then what could I do in month two or month three? And, and you start realizing that it can completely change the way you do business. 
And for me, I started thinking more about residual because early in my marriage, of course, I had been a, a piano teacher and I had done other sales jobs and different things. But you kind of go from this position where at first you have an hourly paid and then you think, oh, at one time I had a salary, which is great. But then when you start getting into thinking residual income, that's where you can create that product once and then, thankfully, through the One Funnel Way Challenge and what you learn and through the funnels and the capability that you have, it essentially goes on autopilot. And then you start getting this residual income where you're not relying on your hourly or a salary, and it's a shift in your mindset. And, and part of it, going back to the One Funnel Away, I was looking at the mission you know, to the Dream 100 for the week four. What you need to do is that very day, don't wait when they say, come up with a list right now, stop. I would even stop the, you know, the video and I would go quickly and just start coming up with the list. Do it then because sometimes we would put it off or sometimes we would think, oh, I've got time or I'll do this later tonight. Just strike while the iron's hot. And that, that's why you, you really can't wait or pause or, or hesitate you really have to go all in. And I think the ones who have taken the challenge, who have seen the most success are the ones who didn't just do an hour a week. You know, they would do an hour a day or two hours a day or more because the more time they put in, it was like they were working on themselves, refining their thinking because it's mental. A lot of it, as you know, is more mental than anything because you have to change the way you think about things or the way certain beliefs you have about the way you've been doing business. And sometimes you have to think I've been doing business all wrong this entire time. You know, the way I have things set up it is enslaving me to the business rather than freeing me from the business. And, and so there's a shift, but also you have to develop new habits. And I think that's one of the biggest keys. It's developing those good habits to replace some of the bad habits that we have where we, waste time watching our new favorite sitcom or whatever when we could be reading one of these books or we could be watching one of the videos within the ClickFunnel site, how you can watch different videos. And uh, I mean, there's, there's so much knowledge that you can learn. So, you know, what you're saying there, Gerald is awesome because it's a shift in mindset. I want those who are listening right now, the one funnel away challenge it's not just, oh, you're going to build a funnel and you're going to make money. It's a completely, it'll shift your mindset in, in a positive way because you start thinking differently. I love that you said, you know, you started even thinking Netflix or Funnel Flicks. Like what's the, you know, maybe I'll go to Funnel Flicks and watch a, a, a training video or something today because you start to realize, I think once someone gets a little piece of that momentum and they realize it, they're like, oh, the possibilities start to open up. You start to realize those things. They were always there, but sometimes it just takes a little bit of a nudge to mm -hmm. see it. And what you're sharing right there is such gold. The Dream 100 list. I always tell this to people, Gerald. I'm like, listen, like in my industry, for example, I'm a sports guy. I'm a sports fanatic. Mm -hmm. And when I was starting to build out my Dream 100 list for my show that I do outside of ClickFunnels, you know, I can I can name easy 10 to 20 people off the top of my head that I think would be amazing. But when you start to really – what I love about the Dream 100 is like, okay, it takes me five minutes to write down 20 names. Okay, then who and yeah. why? Like then who? So like the Dream 100 list is like – it, it actually causes you to think deeper and, 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 in, and in that thinking causes you to grow. 
it, it helps you grow. So that's why I love that you said, you know, strike while the iron's hot, like strike it then, like right when we're doing the dream 100 stuff, build that out. Don't wait a week to build it, build it out. Start thinking because you're going to realize like, man, these are the types of people I want to be. And then you'll start following those people and you'll start, start trying to find ways to connect with those people. And um, it changes your mindset because it causes you to think, causes you to think a little bit. So Gerald, you mentioned, I mean, you had success with it. You went all in. That's another golden nugget. Guys, the success stories on this podcast are those who went all, they, they did the work. You, you can't, it's not just going to happen for you. And anything in life, you got to do the work. And you did that. And you were willing to, you know, shift where necessary, where it's like, okay, maybe I don't know everything right now. And maybe this is the more optimal way to do it. Um, and it's awesome to hear your story. And I just want to know, where can we find you? If there's a musician out there, if you want to throw your funnel link and any social media handles that we got there, let them know right now so that we can see where we can find you. Oh, I'd be happy to. Yeah, if you go to musicmotivation.com, that's my website, slash cool songs, you'll see the cool songs funnel. If you go to essentialpianoexercises.com, that is my essential piano exercise funnel. I, After I had created the cool song series and I had that funnel up and running, I created another funnel where we started getting into a course and a master class and and more along the lines of monthly subscriptions and different things. And, and so if you go to my, my name, Gerald Simon, J-E-R-A-L-D-S-I-M-O-N, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. If you go to youtube.com slash Gerald Simon, you can listen to my music on any of the sites, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes. But it's kind of fun. I, I do videos. I do music videos, music books, and and so I'm continually creating more and more content. I, I'm about to finish my 28th music book that I'm coming out with as part of my essential piano exercise course. And again, you know, we're creating a new funnel that is going to funnel them from this book that they can buy. Then they can buy the set of books and then they can join the essential piano exercise course. So one funnel kind of leads to another. Super, super cool. Um, hopefully everybody's going to be following you here because I'm you're going to get a follower out of me. That's for sure. So appreciate you sending those out. I've, I've, I've typed those all out here so we can throw those into the, the description as well uh, for those who are listening here. And Gerald, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story, man. I look forward to seeing the success as you continue to build off what you've already gotten. And uh, for the musicians out there and the, those who are part of your, you know, your niche of, of customers, go check out what Gerald's got because that could be of an immense amount of value for you guys. Like this is super, super cool. And just want to say thank you one more time, Gerald, for joining the One Funnel Away Stories podcast, my friend. Well, thank you so much. It was an honor to be on. Thank you for everything you are doing. I think what you are doing to help not only educate the rest of us and, and help us catch the vision and catch the fire, but to really help us change people's lives. And I think that's the biggest key is that we can have an impact on others just because we are there to influence their lives, but also because we can be the change that the world needs. So thank you for what you do. I appreciate you, my man. And for all the listeners out there, hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. We'll be coming to you next time with another interview. If you want to be part of the journey and create your own story that can be shared just like this one, then sign up at onefunnelaway.com to get started with the next One Funnel Away Challenge. We have a new challenge coming up very soon, and we want you to be part of it. This is where you'll learn the strategies and build the foundations of funnel building, along with understanding the basic principles of traffic so you can fill your funnels with paying clients. The coolest part, we do this all in 30 days time. 
It doesn't matter if you're an established business owner, a nine to five worker looking for additional income, an affiliate marketer, or someone who's completely new to the entrepreneurial game. It doesn't matter. Regardless of where you're coming from, you need to be here in order to take yourself to the next level. So again, head over to onefunnelaway.com to sign up and we'll see you in the challenge.